0: Cats. Unstoppable Killing Machines. That's this time on... Discussion Dome. I'm Jai Ranganathan, PhD.
1: And I'm Kristen Weiss, PhD, VLB. Ask me what that means.
0: (laughs) What is VLB?
1: Vegan lady boss.
0: Oh, of course. I knew that about you.
1: Ask me more later.
0: And again, the tagline for this podcast, which you've probably heard before, and to our one listener, is if you learn anything from this science podcast, we have done this wrong. So Kristen, there's an age-old question. What is better, dogs or cats? What do you think?
1: Ooh, man, that goes really into some deeply, deeply divided opinions there, Jai.
0: There turns out to be only one right opinion. I'm just wondering if you've got the right one.
1: Well, I don't know, but have you heard the old saying, where there are girls, there are cats?
0: I have not heard that saying, but what I have heard is that cats are evil creatures, <laughs> unstoppable killing machines that we only think are cute because they are small. The old, listen, all cat owners out there, to all our, one of our listeners, if you're a cat owner, the only reason your cat doesn't eat you is because you cannot physically fit in the cat's jaws. That's the only reason. It's not practical. They just do
1: it very slowly. This is what that's true. You know, evidence has told us <laughs> that is true. And our producer here, Buttercup the Ocean Pup, corroborates. So that's
0: true. Buttercup the Ocean Pup, your trusty dog sidekick, would never eat you, even if you were shrunk down by a shrinky to one inch. Your dog would not eat you. Of course even not. Even then,
1: we've talked about this, her and I.
0: <laughs> but you know, but I cut you off there. But you know, what was that phrase you were saying?
1: So there's this old saying from about two weeks ago, where there are girls, there are cats. And it comes from this there, there scientific paper. There, mm-hmm. You know, I've
0: heard that phrase, where there are girls, there are cats. <laughs> I mean, cat calls. I mean, yeah, you're, at you're... the
1: Wild Cat Club. <laughs> <laughs> <Dance yeah>. club. <laughs> I mean,
0: like, cat girl, that well-known superhero yeah, I just girls made and up.
1: and cats, they kind of go together, right? They Crazy do. cat lady. It's you know, true. It's, it's true. It is a, a trope, but there was actually this scientific paper that got a lot of attention in the last 24 hours on Twitter because of this title. So What is the title? So the title is literally, Where There Are Girls, There Are Cats. Okay.
0: Well, this seems interesting to me. Like, I want to hear more. Like, where was this published?
1: So the thing is, so this is a paper that's in press in Biological Conservation, a well-known scientific, you know, peer-reviewed publication. Uh, The authors are all from China. And... Apparently, this title. Week two for two
0: for us on Chinese. I know this was
1: not intended, but you know, there's just
0: a lot of Chinese papers out there. A lot of Chinese translating translating
1: Chinese into English. It turns out is not easy, especially when you're not trained to do that. If you're a Chinese scientist, you're doing science. You're not translating, right? And so, you know, this paper got a lot of basically attacks on Twitter just in the last day because of how it's written in this kind of a. title. It seems to poke fun at women. um, And so that's where I caught sight of it. But really, when you think about it, there's a lot of Pretty interesting questions this paper brings up.
0: Well, you know, and fair enough. I mean, these people are after the facts. Science isn't about how you feel. It's about the facts. You're saying it's poking fun at women. You know, maybe they deserve poking fun at. Maybe this paper is getting at the cold, hard truth.
1: You got two women in this tent with you, so watch it there.
0: But I've got the power (laughs) of this. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying maybe these people. But you bring up a good
1: point. So really, I mean, their premise was that... You know, there was past evidence that women care more about animals than men oftentimes, and they might be the ones that are caring for feral cats more than men. And so what they wanted to look at in their study in this paper is are cats are there more cats? In areas of cities where there are more women? Or, you know, and are women feeding the cats more than men?
0: It's a fair point because, you know, as I'm looking through this paper now, uh, you know, just for the first time, I just randomly found it in this tent. How did oh, I find it in this tent somehow? It's just here. They do say at the beginning of this paper, um, And, you know, I can totally relate to this. In comparison with human males, human females have greater concern for animal welfare and rights. And, you know, speaking as a human male, speaking for all human males, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can say I have no concern for not just animal welfare and rights. I have no concern for anyone's welfare and rights. And that's, you know, I can think a broad statement (laughs) We can say for all men.
1: I'm glad we've settled that.
0: Case closed. (laughs) So thus far, one for one, I feel these guys are dead on. Men. So two conclusions we've reached thus far. Yes. Cats are awful. So are men. Okay. Keep on. So so far. And I
1: think those are really the key takeaways out of this paper. (laughs) Like we're great. And a lot of people made those comments on Twitter. But to me, what's more interesting than this paper, which again, raises a lot of interesting questions are, are these responses from people, right? Yeah. So, you know, the paper is the premise of the paper is that feral cats are a huge issue in many countries, including the U S they kill a lot of birds. They uh, impact biodiversity. And so their idea was unstoppable
0: killing machines. Yeah.
1: And you know, maybe women are helping these unstoppable, unstoppable killing machines unwittingly by caring for them more. So, you know, there could be some truth in that. And unfortunately, I won't go into the methodology because that would mean people might learn something. And that's not the point of this podcast. But I think we need to but, talk
0: about them. Well, that's true. That's true. We have a key. There's the Seinfeld rule this podcast. No yeah. learning, no going. No, but, but that's true.
1: So a lot of people in the comments, you know, were just saying stupid things about the title and poking fun at the fact that they would, you know, correlate women with cats. But there's people on Twitter that, you know, actually went into the open source data and did some of the calculations and found a lot of problems with... What they focused on for their variables, what the p-values were. So I won't go into all the detail. Well, let's but-
0: back up though. Let's for, before we get to that though, let's talk about what they did, even in a mm-hmm. general way. So their okay. so their what they so their big idea it sounds like, is that men are awful. Men, are, women are less awful, but cats are awful. So maybe it all evens well, out. Well, it so. depends
1: on how you look on it. Uh, it. You know, men are maybe awful in terms of not caring about animals, but maybe it's actually better off in terms of you know, if men aren't feeding feral cats, there's less feral cats, right?
0: So I guess the idea they're getting at is that feral cats. It's mostly a a female problem in a sense, (laughs) like because women are the ones mostly feeding these cats. So that's, but at least that's the idea they're they're trying to get at, right? Right. right. Like, is this actually true? And if that's
1: true, then what can we do to maybe address that?
0: Okay, but first, let's. So, how do they start to get at this?
1: Yeah. So it's a pretty big question to ask, and they did a few different things. Uh, One of them was they sent out a survey across China. To men and women. A small place. (laughs) Yeah, asking, you know, however many billions of people, do you uh, feed feral cats? Have you ever fed feral cats? Do you like cats? You know, some basic questions like that. And, you know, asked men and women. And they got some 2,000-something responses during the time that they looked at them.
0: I think that's a – and that's pretty great because I think 2,000 people – That's the entire population of China, I believe. (laughs) Yes. That's perfect. They got everybody. Hey,
1: there's some response. But then the interesting thing is, so they also wanted to do some on-site experiments. And so they wanted to look at whether population densities of cats correlated with human population density, uh, with female versus male population density, um, and things like food availability. And so what they did there is they looked at some specific campuses, university campuses in a particular province of China. And they did these walking transects um, and, you know, just try to use some data that was available already about the student population and then actually went and like looked for cats and tried to correlate how many cats per square kilometer and if that correlated with more women, more people in general. And then they also were interested in whether rainy or Sunny conditions affected how the cats acted towards men or women. So another variable they threw in there. And the way that they looked at that. Let's back up a
0: second, though. So, like, did they go to, like, women's colleges or men's colleges? I mean, because I think of most colleges having both men and women, right?
1: Yeah. So they went to uh, co-ed colleges, but they specifically avoided places where they knew there would be only men are only women. So this is another thing I found really interesting about this paper, just raising like these issues about gender equality and what's going on and issues that are so much bigger than what this paper focuses on. Uh, So let me see where I can, if I, I have where I made my note but basically they said like you know we chose the universities that we chose because if we went to the police school there's all men no women if we went to the teaching school it's all women no men which already there is full of inherent like gender biases that we don't even have time to go into but suffice to say they were at campuses where there was you know more were wi-
0: some, they, for whatever reason some schools had more women and other campuses had more men yeah and, and so they're looking at and so looking at like the campus roster they could get the stats on exactly that. Got exactly it. okay great so so far so good so so they've yeah. got they know the campus population and then what they do with the cats
1: so they you know basically tried to determine whether campuses with more cats in certain areas correlated with more ladies in those areas and uh, they did find some correlation again correlation right Um, but they also found that there's more cats just where there's more people in general and they seem to sort of downplay that result so you know that a lot of questions from people on Twitter was like well why did they just focus on the women after that when it seems like it's just a matter of there being more people there so that's an open question you
0: know but I have to say I look at this paper they've got some hard-hitting results here for example they include (laughs) one photo Sure do. There's a photo here, as I look at it, it said, and you know, this is, I mean, this is pretty hard-hitting proof, which is, there's a picture, The well, I'll just tell you the caption. A girl surrounded by a group of cats. Yes. Boom. You That's, don't
1: even need to see it to know what it is. It's closed. literally a photo of a girl surrounded by cats.
0: Uh, Not a group of cats. And, case closed. And so
1: that brings us to, yeah, the last way that they studied this question was they just, on one college campus... They had like 20-something volunteers, male and female, walk around and interact with cats on campus and basically see if the cats acted different between the men and the women. They tried to have the men and women do the same things. Like they offered them toys, they tried to approach them, and they had this like ranking scale from like one to five of, you know, if the cat comes up and purrs, you get a three. And just tried to see if cats were choosing to go up to women more than men. And what they find? So that's where the the sunny versus rainy weather comes in. So for some reason, they thought it would be useful to see whether cats change their behavior in different weather patterns. And I think the the idea... I of,
0: change my behavior when it's raining. I
1: mean, we all do, right? So the reason why it sort of makes sense to me is they're thinking the cats might be more desperate when the weather is bad. They might be more desperate for food because there's less people out giving them food. There's It's harder to catch stuff you know, other little small rodents, and so they might be more likely to go up to people. And they did find that, uh, and they found that in sunny weather, when the weather was nice, the cats didn't really show a preference to men or women. And again, this is a small, small sample size. 27 cats is the total that interacted with both the men and the women. Um, And then when it was rainy, they tended to go more towards the female humans. Hmm. So, you know, there could be something in this whole hypothesis that cats tend to understand that women are more nurturing. Women are more likely to feed them. And therefore, it makes sense that they would target women and they can identify human women versus men.
0: But only when the women are soaking wet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all of that is well and good. And you could poke apart all of these methods a lot. And to me, I don't know if this is a student study to me it smells just like something i would do in an undergrad class um why it was published in biological conservation i don't know but the most interesting thing to me is just how quick people were to judge it and on one hand i get it it's pretty funny to read this paper and how it's translated and that photo of a lady with cats like <laughs> not what you would normally consider a scientific figure but on the other hand
0: prove positive to me i mean like they say it, a it got you a picture you know a picture yeah. says is worth a thousand words yeah. boom
1: but you know a few tweets out of the hundreds and hundreds of tweets about this paper and this thread um pointed out that no one's considering the difficulty in translating from chinese and it turns out that the title is actually based on a a chinese sort of pun or or joke that is accepted culturally there that just doesn't translate well here and you know a lot of the paper just how it's written it's it's very difficult to understand how that would translate back into chinese so even though the methodology may still be incredibly faulty and uh, needs to be read better there's also this unfortunate trend in twitter just jump on the bandwagon and poke fun and make funny gifs, and and everyone just kind of bullies this group of authors and finally the interesting part was i saw a tweet in the thread by one of the authors to a link to um, where he talked more about the paper and tried to respond to people. And he said, it's really hard for us in China to get on Twitter in the first place. So we had no idea until now that like this caused such a cultural <laughs> re- reaction um, and, and tried to address some of the questions. And very few people really saw that tweet or had when I looked at it. Um, so this to me paints a bigger problem in academia. I don't know how you feel about it, but to me... It's... I have a lot of feelings about most okay. things. So I think, you know, there's this black box of like how... Does a paper get reviewed? How does it pass a review and get published if it has such faulty methodology? Um, Why wouldn't the editor suggest different types of interpretations, you know, translations, etc.? Nobody knows because it's a black box, right? So there's questions around maybe better transparency in science. A lot of people on Twitter said, hey, my paper was rejected by biological conservation. How did this one get in? (laughs) We really don't know. Like, the process... Because
0: (laughs) their paper was yet worse. (laughs) Admit I mean, it. it could be admit it
1: It could be it's hard so to see
0: flaws in your own stuff.
1: Most of us will never know why this paper was published or, or, you know, was selected to be published and others weren't. The other interesting thing it raises is the fact that because of all these comments and people tagging the publisher, the paper has actually been temporary, temporarily withdrawn from the journal's webpage. It was in press. It's like an early release and they, it is currently withdrawn and they're reviewing it.
0: So it's no longer part of the scientific literature. And yet we talk about it. This is literally the paper they didn't want you to see. They are trying to keep the truth from you. Well, we are against they, and we're telling you the truth.
1: We are the truth seekers. So, you know, we're, Jai, you, just like me, uh, you're a science communicator. We try to, you know, shed light on what goes on behind closed doors in science to make people interested, engaged, and understand the process. Um, So how do we demystify something? How do you feel about this? Are you bothered by this kind of paper? Do you just think it's part of the scientific process?
0: You know, I have so many feelings. The first is, without papers like this, we can't have this podcast. So we need more. We need an industrial (laughs) supply of papers just like this. Please keep them rolling. We need it. The second is is that it's the power of the headline, right? Suppose it had had like a very science, science, scientificy headline. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like a more of a style now of having trying to have like catchy headlines that are, you know, ha- catchy titles, not like towards a more empirical understanding of anthropocene, climate change, and blah 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 blah. I, but I, and there's obviously a lot of that, but I think there's also want to catch attention to make it catchy, and they succeeded, right? But the problem of getting attention. You get attention. Yeah. So double-edged sword. So if they'd only had a different title, uh, no one would have paid attention to this. It would the title have been instead of "Where There Are Girls, There Are Cats," uh, indices of feral cat populations in urban areas. You know, you can imagine Mm -hmm. sort of this sort of thing. Very true. Like who would have paid attention to this? It's the power of the brand, which is totally what science science communication is all about. You can also say. The great former New York Yankee, Reggie Jackson, said, love me or hate me, but don't forget me. (laughs) Hey, and we're talking about it.
1: Yeah, very true. I think I guess it comes down to, you know, for the authors, did they, was the attention worth it? But, you know, if that Pittsburgh gets withdrawn, maybe not. But if people are talking about it, questioning it, and in the end, they can actually build an even bigger research topic around it. Maybe it's, you know, lose the battle, win the war
0: yeah i mean and just go back to this sort of example look so i think one thing that probably got a lot of people's goat is uh, they use the word girl a lot mm-hmm. in here so if it, yeah. if so if it just been swapped out and maybe it's a chinese translation thing i don't know but if they if it just been swapped out with women all the time so if that yeah. if that picture instead of it said a girl surrounded by a group of cats or if it said a woman surrounded by a group of cats <laughs> yeah <laughs> i still think it's awesome An old
1: way. lady surrounded by a lot of cats <laughs> yeah a lot of people were offended by that on twitter and again um some people responded to that and followed up and said, you know, there's one main word in the Chinese language for women, and it applies to all of these different things. And most people would not recognize that. And they just jump on the word before anything else and and get offended. Because in our culture, you know, oftentimes you call someone a girl, it's because you are purposely trying to sort of uh, undercut them, right? Uh,
0: Unless you're like in top 40 songs where it's like, hey, girl.
1: Hey, girl. It's all context, girl.
0: It's all about the context you're in. Yeah we have a context paper coming up in a few weeks that's going to be awesome just <laughs> to wait for the future yeah, so yeah. yeah so i think a lot of things i think this paper is awesome i mean you know and who knows maybe there's maybe there is something to it i mean you know because you know in different contexts like men and women don't do the same thing mm-hmm. you know like i think maybe this paper has got the we don't know. This is not true. Like, you know, right.
1: well, and there's a lot to be said for the fact that women often are the more nurturing of the two sexes, whether it's more cultural, genetic or what have you. But there is, you know, past research on that. So the fact that they were trying to focus on women and if, you know, women's interactions with cats are different to me doesn't seem problematic. The methodology and the interpretation interpretation might be problematic. Um, But, again, also people on Twitter were jumping at them saying, like, what, do they want to just, like, reduce the female population of humans now, like, population control? And, you know, of course not. They didn't say anything like that in the paper. They actually suggested that maybe it would lead to more targeted, you know, PSAs about why we have to consider feral cats as a problem. And, you know, it just gets out of control very quickly. It could be
0: true. I mean, and, like, for anything, you know, is there a, you know, not all people do the same thing in the same ways and, you Mm -hmm. know, You know, it could be the case. Maybe it is the case that women are feeding cats more than men, or maybe men are feeding cats more than women, or maybe it's some other group, in which case we want to target that group and say, don't do that. But I do want to focus on one thing they did say on the paper. Mm -hmm. So, and I think I agree with this as well. And this is in discussions, me looking through it, is in comparison with human males, human females were were more humanistic and moralistic about animals. I think that's fair. Because I don't feel humanistic towards humans generally.
1: (laughs) I'm with you on that.
0: So, and you know, and I feel like I can definitely extrapolate from my human male of one Mm -hmm. to all because obviously, you know, where where I do speak for all. I I look forward
1: to seeing your scientific paper on that. (laughs) I
0: do. I believe this. Therefore, everyone, it must be true.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think your your underlying point is valid that there are big assumptions in all these types of papers. uh, And... Generally, women may be more nurturing, but that obviously isn't the case for every woman, just like every male is not you know, less kind to animals, even we're generally, if you are. <laughs> we're
0: generally monsters, it's true, but there are but, a few who are maybe stand out who
1: aren't. Yeah, so it's not a a radical premise. It's really just the fact that they had a, a really kind of narrow way of studying this question and maybe went a little bit too far in interpretation, and that just got pulled out of context on social media and just got trampled.
0: But, you know, but I feel like this happens quite a bit. At any given time, there's, there's always something, like, that just gets pulled. Why do things go viral? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I remember for, like, seven or eight years ago, there's that paper in Science about arsenic. And DNA, They found a new kind of DNA, which include arsenic in it and bacteria. It went viral. That was a much bigger journal. So there's a reason it went viral because they made big claims. But I feel, And then, of course, that paper got totally taken apart. The author got taken apart. Mm-hmm. That author is not really in science any longer. Wow. Yeah. Um, not just in the journal science, not in science. Um, yeah. and, but so I feel like it, there's always like a paper that we always want to talk trash about. And it's, uh, un- it's true. I suppose
1: un- it's human nature, male and female. That's <laughs> something that someone should study. Because, you know, the unfortunate truth is that social media has made it a lot easier to bully. And, you know, there, there might be valid reasons why you take down an author or a scientist because they've plagiarized or, you know, done something horrible that they deserve to be punished for. Um, but... In general, when you're picking apart a part of paper, making fun of it to, to no end, and you don't really know who those authors are or even try to engage them first. Um, I think that opens up a lot wider discussion about how professionals use social media and maybe what we can do to improve and build community as opposed to tearing it down.
0: And this speaks to your humanistic nature as a human woman. Or human girl. I'm not sure what the right <laughs> translation is. You know, lady, lady, human lady, um, human la- lady, vegan boss. I think would be the, <laughs> uh, the your technical title. Yeah, but I agree. You know, like obviously, I think you know uh, maybe like 10 years ago or maybe eight years ago, when Twitter was becoming a really big thing for science, there was like at least the potential of it becoming part of a new way of sort of communicating science outside of the peer review system, but still useful getting scientists science out in a faster way. And, well, it seemed like that future never quite arrived, you know, (laughs) in the sense, like we're several years later and like we're still communicating science pretty much the same way we always did. Mm -hmm. And um, more or less. And these social media tools, well, (laughs) you end up with things like this, people trashing on papers where there's people, you know, where people are just bored. That's about (laughs) it. You know, people are bored and trashing on a paper. So that's what, so the revolution was not televised and it never arrived.
1: Yeah. Well, we're we're still waiting. We'll see. I think there's a lot of room for discussion and improvement. So we'd love to hear what all of our one listeners think about papers like this and about how people respond on social media and otherwise.
0: You know, but there's a key question that we have. There's a key follow-up question, which I think is clearly the next study that happens here. So the title of this paper again, is where there are girls, there are cats. But is the rev- is the reverse true? Where there are boys, there are dogs.
1: Oof, man, that's some deep cut in research right there. What do you think? Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of inherent assumptions in that.
0: I mean, dog is man's best friend. But they that's say nothing, true. but it says nothing about boy.
1: That's true. So, you know, again, I encourage you to go out there and truly <laughs> really dig into that research. I'm start looking right now. Okay. Maybe it does exist. If someone knows about it, hit us up.
0: All right. And if you've got any other exciting papers, send it our way because we want to talk about it in the depression dome or the discussion dome, whatever dome we're in right now.